Hello, everybody. It's Monday, June 26th. It's uh, Chapo. We're back at it. I hope everyone had a good weekend. I would say that uh, this weekend's events in the news truly illustrate the perils of being a Russia-Ukraine head if you are an American. Because, man, oh, man, there's a lot of people who are excited and then really disappointed. And then some people were really nervous and then super excited. What the uh, the hot dog man, the hot dog man, uh, Russian R- Russia coup, the coup that wasn't they just well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've already written a portion of the speech that Vladimir Putin can give about these events. And I think it sums it up. The opening line. Sometimes the man that sells you hidden hot dogs can have hidden intentions. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he just did. He yeah. gave a big speech like 10, like an hour ago uh, that was advertised as like the epoch making speech. And he came out for five minutes and was just like, you know, there's some fake friends out there. Don't trust those hoes. And then just left. I, He's like, I and, and a Wagner, guys, you could join the army or you can go to Belarus. I don't care. Fuck off. And then just walked away. I, I want to point out that O'Bungler, the most feckless, disinterested and ambivalent president ever. No one has ever given a shit left less than O'Bungler. The yeah. least shit giving president of all time. William McChrystal, who's like an actual general, not just like a hot dog guy that commands 3000 like ex-convicts talk shit. And he was like, you're fired. I'm going to kill you. Fuck you. I do like I, it was Stanley McChrystal, but I do love the idea of some sort of horrible JSOC version of William McChrystal. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was Stan. I don't, I, I guess I just. I uh I Mandela effect uh, yeah. affected out uh Stanley. But the yeah, bud, no, he he, guy. he got rid of Stanley McChrystal and um Putin on the other hand uh he took a very conflict averse approach to the situation. Let's just say. He showed less will and dominance than the loathed bungler somehow. I mean, I have no idea what happened. I yeah. didn't I never made it an effort to even try to understand it honestly i was just like can we get some hypo normalization over here for once <laughs> my tummy hurts this is too hyper even for me so i'm, I'm, I'm not even, i'm gonna try to try to cover this but just from this point given the surface read of it it just folks it doesn't look good it doesn't look like the russians know how to be a country i'm sorry well that was my response like not just for russia but like the entire region there is not a serious fucking country in the world that uses anything that's like Cyrillic. I'm sorry. There just isn't. There isn't. There's there. No one is serious. It's true. It's, either- it's, it's yeah. You got Arabic. You got uh, the, the Asian characters, the kanji and whatnot. And then you got good old fashioned uh, Phoenician. That's it. Get out of here with that nonsense. We need the USSR or Islam or the Mongols. Just anything but this. They can no longer have their own countries. Like, look, the main duel within the Russian Empire is between a hot a hot dog merchant and a guy who collects wood. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's a wood collector. This is. It's either very like late antiquity or literally this is like what cavemen would do. I I got I, if you watch this weekend, I don't know how you can come away feeling that Russia is either our world-defining uh, nemesis that is an existential threat to America's future and that 
is worth giving seven trillion dollars to the Bobby Yar Reenactment Society militia in Ukraine, <laughs> or to think that they're the based uh, shield against uh, global homo uh, degeneracy. Like, th- if this is it, either way, uh, I'm sorry, you're 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 living in cloud cuckoo land. You want it to be a way that it just isn't. If you're the latter camp. Where you're like, this is the this is the only thing stopping the world from becoming trans. Like, <laughs> how do you feel now knowing that like a well organized airsoft team could cripple the entire Russian state <laughs> if they wanted to? I mean, Everybody, it'd be one thing if he just like flattened them immediately. It's like, well, it's not great when your top uh, m- uh, mercenary turns on you, but if you can just like drop a fucking fuel air explosive on his ass and wipe him and his bloodline out immediately. That's at least a show of like substrate, but to like make a deal with him through a third party to like, just forget yeah, it the all. Belarusian guy, right? Yeah. To just be like, let's for now, let's just forget about this. Like that's, I'm sorry. You are weak. If you do that, let me tell you, look, Belarus in the late nineties, they suggested sort of getting the band back together, like making a political union between Belarus and Russia. Like a Warsaw Pact part two. Yeah, but like with Belarus as the senior partner, I if I am Russia, I would have taken that. I would take that deal now. That's the only guy who kind of seems like he's he's got it together. Yeah. Lukashenko, he sure as hell uh, nipped that whole uh, uh, color revolution in the bud. Lukashenko is like he's he's sort of like a Soviet holdover. That's better than anything anyone has in any country over there, whether it's Ukraine or Russia or one of the countries that's so racist, they can only have like 1.2 million people like Lithuania. <laughs> you know, uh, and it shows like the, the Soviet experience is is it's better in the long term. It gives you some juice. It gives you some experience like uh, the hot dog man. Right. He became a hot dog salesman and caterer. Lukashenko was head of a Soviet uh, collective dairy farm. Yeah, there's a great video of him. Like he's pissed off about um, dairy farm conditions in Belarus. And he's like, a cow should live in a palace. And it's like, (laughs) that's way more inspiring than anything. Absolutely. Disney or or Putler has said. Uh, Or uh, Joe Brandon. I mean, my God, what do they do to the cows in this country? Yeah, no, he's he's their only hope. I'll tell you another thing uh, Lushenko has sides. He is a sides, sides. god. That's yeah. true. Sides. He looks awesome. And a strong <laughs> um, mustache. Yeah. I uh th- this is just one of those things like I I, I was watching T I was watching TV all weekend. I was watching I was watching like baseball. I was I didn't I didn't follow this story at all. But like you know, I, I could tell things were heating up on Twitter and people were like, there's a coup happening in Russia. Uh Pr- Prigozhin of the Wagner group is doing it. And I was like, Christoph Porzingis to the Minnesota to the, to the Celtics. What's going on here? No, but it was basically like, like you know, I mean, and I'm pleading ignorance here. I'm pleading kind of a proud ignorance. My attitude when I heard that there's a coup happening in Russia, that like a mercenary group has like captured the southern military command of Russia. I was just like, good luck with all that. I hope both. I hope I hope both sides play hard. Let's just have a fair fight. You know that that that's your business. Not that that's that's YB, not MB. Hmm. I will say for my own for my own interest, you know, this a, a this uh, mercenary general uh, getting too big for his britches and then turning on the the emperor like this is uh, very reminiscent of uh, Wallenstein and Ferdinand Ooh. the uh, second for anyone who listened to hell on earth history repeating itself a second time. 
of course, as farce, because this guy is, as we said, the hot dog man. Uh, but if it holds, then like he's going to be uh, hanging out in his penthouse and tractor factory in Belarus, and some dude with a halberd is going to come in and fucking spear him <laughs> through the liver. Could could this guy? Could this guy uh, Prigozhin? Could he? Could, is there a potential here for him to potentially supplant Nathan as the greatest hot dog man of all time? <laughs> Well, he's going to have to organize a, compet- a a similarly compelling eating contest. We need a hot dog eating contest with the with the post Soviet uh, Franks they got over there. They're, what are they like? The size of fucking like baseball bats? They're just massive. You can't even you're like weeping as you try to eat them. It's got to be. Glizzy. It's got to be a really miserable hot dog. It has yeah, to be made. It has to be like a blood sausage hot dog. Yeah, it's ribbed. <laughs> just like a very un- unappetizing texture as you try to eat it he was i mean he was he's literally is putin's caterer yeah like the hidden hot dogs thing is not an exaggeration he quite literally sold those to putin <laughs> and he was like these are great hey you guys want to run a military contractor <laughs> i yeah no this is but just i mean, uh, I'm sure he thought i'm sure he thought hey if I raise this guy up, he will owe it to me personally. And like, this is a wedge against, this is my hedge against like the military as an independent institution that might be against me. Now I got this guy. He's my guy. And then uh, you send him to war in fucking Ukraine. And he's like, fuck you within what a year. Not good folks. This is like, you know, in the long run, this is not good. Anything that's happened to Russia in the last like 35 years, not good for anyone. But it's kind you got to admit this specific thing is funny because it's like it's egg on the face for everyone yeah. you know yeah. like like if you're yeah. a russia gate guy it's like this is the country that like rooked all of us this is that like they this is the country that installed an american president <laughs> they got past the nsa they got past everything they did it like we said it but before the hot dog coup we were like, that's embarrassing. Now it's it's like if the McPoyles like <laughs> performed a coup in your country. It, it's really bad. I gotta say, just from just from judging a book by by its cover, I was thinking like, wow, like coup in Russia. I was like, is the Russian military really gonna like you know like uh, stand down for this? And then I saw like photos of this guy, and he looks like a he looks like a guy from like Luton. Or Stratfordshire on right, Thames, who's just mad about the EU. Yeah, Froggy's in the science brace. Yeah, no, he he is a he's a fan of the club North FC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, L's all around. Everyone takes an L on this one. Yeah, but yeah, I, but, I gotta but say, it was because a, things are continuing and you got nothing else but your own side. Everyone just has to go. Well, nevertheless, and move forward. Yep. <laughs> that's what that's what sucks the most, though, right? It's like after this. How do all sides not just go, what are, like, what the fuck are we doing? What, like, who even wants any of you this territory? Hope. Who cares? You would hope. But you would no. hope. <laughs> but no, the fucking war is going to keep going. Yeah. If, if, they, if this was me, if I was any of the parties involved, if I was Zell Disney or Putin or anyone, I would be going, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, fuck this place. I don't care. Like, it's like if you you want a bombed out like former tractor factory in eastern Ukraine, you know, like I get like oh oh the like pipelines and stuff. Like can't we just let the Chinese take care of that? Just build the road that yeah. shit. 
just belt and road that shit and then just let whoever wants to speak Russian do it, whatever the fuck. And then we won't care anymore about this absolute shithole. This is just, it is the most hopeless region on the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, uh, the Maghreb's not doing too good either, but I would put them both uh, in that category. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun 18 hours though, when people, uh, it was like, I mean, look, I'm, I'm certainly not the first person to point this out, but like when, when this news started percolating out this weekend, I was like, well, Wagner group, where have I heard of them before? And then I was like, oh yeah, they're the people that kill Ukrainian civilians with sledgehammers. And then they were like, they're now liberating Russia and the, and Ukraine. I was just thinking, really? That yeah, was, that part's that. hilarious. Um, do you guys know Gunther? Oh yeah. Uh, who's that again? He's oh, a maniac. Oh, I love Gunther. I, I, I'm, I'll send you a link to Gunther later, but he's, okay. he's this Austrian man who like, uh, he, he started out leading like a, uh, an NGO promoting like flat tax in Austria that like really went nowhere, but he became so Adolf a, Hitler basically. Yeah. Yeah. He became <laughs> well, a neoliberal Adolf Hitler. Okay, right, yeah. He became a huge NATO and EU head. Like he loves the EU. He loves NATO. He loves like even C tier organizations like the OECD. <laughs> like he's, he's so into it that he's like, he talks about it like baseball where he was like, uh, Matthias Corman, the current head of the OECD stinks. He hasn't added a new member in 10 years. And he he's he just leads this bullshit think tank uh, in Kosovo, where he goes all over Europe, especially to countries that are more neutral, like Ireland or like um, Liechtenstein. And will go he'll he'll make an emoji laden tweet where he's like, "I will destroy evil Irish neutrality. Send F 16s to Ukraine now and accelerate NATO membership for Ukraine. F- full EU members now." I will destroy evil Switzerland neutra- neutrality Nazi policy. And he just posts these, um, he, he posts all these amazing selfies of him in his target country, making the most Germanic smile and the most Germanic selfies ever. And I, you know, he was, he's obviously like big into this war and he was a guy, you know, Wagner's awful. They're killing all these people, which like, yeah, I'm sure. But then literally, uh, I, on a day's notice is like, I call on Joe Biden to recognize the hot dog man as the real president <laughs> of Russia, the president of free Russia. Hot dog man, take us away. Uh, there's actually, um, hold on, I'm finding it right now. There's an article in, oh yeah, uh, there's an article in uh, Politico uh, headline, the U.S. needs a diplomatic blitz to fill the power vacuum by the Wagner, with uh, the Wagner coup leaves behind. I just want to read uh, this paragraph here. This is, um, Uh, by Colin P. Clark for Politico. I just want to read this paragraph. It says, if Wagner winds up being pulled out of some of the countries where it currently operates, that could create an opening for you, a U.S. diplomatic blitz to help figure out how to fill the resulting power vacuum and regain influence in those areas. In particular, there could be an opening in some African countries where Washington might be able to offer security cooperation or build partner capacity arrangements in exchange for pledges to move towards democratic or good governance initiatives. With China also making inroads into, into Africa, this is an opportunity the United States should not let pass. Black Hawk down to Black Hawk Downer. 
<laughs> if the United States and other Western nations don't step in, other actors will. The way Wagner, Wagner has been used in, by the Russians could prove high, a highly attractive model for other countries to emulate. Wagner generates profits operating through a series of shell companies and is invested in extractive industries across Africa, receiving access and rights to commodities in exchange for its security services. Wagner's opaque structure allows it to carry out Russian foreign policy objectives while insulating Moscow from significant blowback, at least until recently. So I got to say, this is a this is an exciting new new model for in the international security space. I think I mean, look, I think the United States should just hire Wagner. I mean, this that would honestly be, be the easiest solution here. Like how much are I mean, we spending yeah. on Ukraine? Yeah, we can't call this guy up and be like, hey, we'll give you a tenth of that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, somebody will just uh, drop. They'll they'll uh, fail to carry another numeral when they're doing the the long division in the Pentagon, and they'll just drop two trillion dollars off of the books into your lap. Like seriously, be like, why don't we just hire this guy to uh, I don't know leave or go home or attack Putin or better yet move to the United States? Because I hear it. Look, the police departments in this country are dangerously underfunded. Let's not forget armed security guards at our schools. I think that that this is a great opportunity for Wagner mercenaries to like find gainful employment in the United States and stop killing people with sledgehammers in Ukraine. Oh, my God. This is the solution to gun control. Va- Va- Wagner guys in every public area in America. Good guys with guns, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Just don't let them have hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, though, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone who invested in this story, every, like, just L's all around. Save for us, once again, vindicated. No, I was going to say, not us. Save for my my new favorite group of savvy media consumers. That is the people who reflexively call any world event a PSYOP (laughs) if save for Hunter Biden's (laughs) laptop updates. That's the only true news. That's the the only true story. I've loved loved that. I was laughing um, when uh, people were like Jack Prilosek and the other guy like there's a bunch of new conservative guys I don't like as much like there's just a guy named Alex and I see him and I'm like get the fuck out of here you're not as cool as Gorilla Mind or any of these guys I hate the new ones but they were posting like the meme where it's like just all the NPCs are talking and uh, it was them going uh, there's a coup happening in Russia which is like that is literally how a baby sees the world that it like it just like what it, what is the point here? Just it was made up. Like none of this happened. Yeah, it was see, all made up to like distract yeah. from like s- how San Francisco's bad. Well, yeah. that's the thing is that like if this was comprehensive, a comprehensive rejection of the news, like I would respect that. That's like a not yes. that's a right. commitment to like gnostic mysticism. Congratulations, go for it. You know, you are a pilgrim in a in a strange and unholy land, and I wish you luck on your travels. But these guys want to insist that no, a few stories are real. A couple and things. You it's need like, all the I'm big in Plato's cave. There's a guy doing the, shadow puppets. Stories are like to make it look like oh, there's a couple real things happening here. It's like it's the new what? It's a big. They can make a coup in Russia, but they also they can't pr- suppress you knowing about Hunter's laptop. I it, like th- their scale of things is awesome because it's like. Oh yeah, they they're basically faking a massive development in the world. They're they're faking government instability in Russia during a war to distract from like the Biden non-binary luggage thief. <laughs> <laughs> like their sense of scale is so fucked up. 
It just doesn't make sense. What I love about what I love about the current thing meme is that like, isn't that just the basic definition of news? Like yeah, something yeah. new, something new happened that's current that happened. <laughs> we gave you the current things that happened yesterday. So I, I had a fun time this weekend imagining a guy who who applies the current thing uh, heuristic for the news, but to ESPN, and is just like mad that the NPCs are talking about you know uh, the Reds' hot streak right now. Um, but uh, it, it's also also not just the uh, the Russia coup was a psyop, also the the catastrophic implosion of the submersible. And I also like the idea that like uh, this is another really good like new news news op this weekend. The people who thought that those five people who were imploded at the bottom of the ocean did it to fake their own deaths or something, the, <laughs> or it's all g- fake. It's all fake. It's all just a distraction. It's all just a distraction. They're like, oh, time to oh time to re- uh, time to write a new script and get and get and, and distract people from yeah. Um, yeah, the hunter is not paying his taxes, I guess. Right. It's literally, it's always like distracting people uh, again, like stakes totally out of whack. It's, I, I guess it's like distracting people from the Hunter Biden stuff or like the fact that San Francisco and New York are bad. Like yeah. those are, that's the thing that the matrix is concealing. Even though the only reason these people know about this shit is because the matrix has fed it to them through the same <laughs> algorithm sluice pump that everybody else is feeding from. Did you see that um, Meek Mill got in on the summary in his fake thing? No. <laughs> he, it, was, it, it was good. He was like, I don't know, guys. Rich people don't move like that. Something's <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, a rich that, guy that was, wouldn't just get on a submarine. Uh, th- that was the attitude. It was like, uh, would these billionaires really do something like that? They're too busy working on other things. And it's just like, Bill- yeah, these guys yeah. That, that shows these guys are not Wikipedia warriors. If you are, as I am, a fan of the category missing people from the years 2000 and onward, <laughs> half of that category is like ultra wealthy people. Half of that category is like, you know, someone who made $200 million inventing, uh, you know, a precursor to Skype, flying a weather balloon up so high that his head exploded and he was yeah, uh, and y- never being found again. <laughs> you say that, Felix, but like, could this not also be evidence that the ultra rich are receiving advance warnings of some global catastrophe or extinction level event and are just faking their deaths to sort of calmly and without too much fanfare um, uh, migrate to the survival bunkers in New Zealand? That's definitely, yeah, it's definitely possible. But then I would counter that there's clearly like no warning system for ultra rich people in other countries for when their hot dog guy is going to rebel against them. <laughs> also, like, wasn't Jack Ma AOL, AOL, AOL for like a year? Nobody knew where he was. Yeah. Like this guy would not have this. Who the fuck is this guy? The, not, I mean, I, the, the Pakistani guy is apparently like he owned all of the food in Pakistan. But uh, <laughs> like globally, he's not that famous. Like he could have t- pieced out kind of gradually. But I guess like they're all going to kill themselves to signal their escape. But here's the thing. It's. The, 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 the fundamental like problem with this worldview is that it's all premised on the idea that if people knew something would be different, like they're like, oh, if the rich people just started to go to New Zealand and get in their bunkers right in front of us, we would stop them. No, you wouldn't. They would do it. They don't need to, kill, to do this. They can just say, hey, we're going to the bunkers. What are you going to do to stop them? Oh, what if people knew about Hunter Biden? They fucking know. They don't care. Like nobody yeah, what, has any what, ability yeah, to affect anything. 
So you can do whatever you want right in front of their fucking face. And some of them will entertain themselves with notions that there is some way out of this by fantasizing that if they just post a little more about it, it's going to create some sort of trigger chain reaction of consciousness raising in the, in the population that's going to just tip the balances of power. When in fact, everybody is in this together. We're all on the deck of the ship playing fucking near my God to thee. And we're all enjoying the way down one way or the other, however we feel, however, what's best for us. And for this guy, the, the guy who did the, uh, the ship, it was the uh, fantasy that he was, had cracked the basic physics of putting a submarine deep into, under, the, under the water. Like he, Matt, he made this thing that was designed to kill everyone. It was a murder. The thing capsule. about the carbon steel. He made it out uh, of like carbon fiber, which cracks under fiber pressure and titanium. which gets worse with exposed uh, extended pressure and which he bought discount from Boeing because it had passed its sell-by date for use as an airplane, which the generally go into thing. areas with much lower pressure. <laughs> then as opposed to going to the deepest pressure we can find 5,000 feet dear lord that's over 150 atmospheres of pressure how many atmospheres can the ship withstand well it's a spaceship so i'd say anywhere between zero and one it is it's like he he read that uh carbon carbon fiber is stronger than steel and he was just like whoa i'm not using steel i'm using something even stronger than steel that is except it shatters under pressure which is like if you're sending something three thousand meters below the fucking everyone has bought their own bullshit at every level of the the matrix that's 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 extended point it's total complete belief our elites used to until very recently amongst themselves they all knew they wouldn't even necessarily even have to say it to one another that all this stuff is bullshit like all, all, all these like ideas of, of, of civilization that we're, we're uh, supposed to represent, we represent our own self-interest and that we use these institutions to, to, to protect that at the very top where we live. Now we have people who have been fully ideologized to the very tippy top. People are, have, have fully endorsed in their minds the truth of every bullshit nostrum of capitalist development that exists as a as a collective a lie agreed upon to push the rock of civilization up the hill and there's supposed to be somebody at some point in this machine who knows how much of this is bullshit and is operating by some independent understanding of their self-interest but we have suicidal believers jihadists at every level of power Ugh, the united 93 uh species is, is what we're, <laughs> yep. we're at now i don't know like i mean I, i'm still I think the Titanic submersible story is still interesting to me. And it's interesting because of like the spate of uh, sort of meta analysis of the reaction to this event where people are holding it up as some sort of like, as, as, as like the Ur example of how the internet has sort of like stolen our souls and made us all into demons or people, people are questioning why did so many people make fun of, you know, five people dying in such a horrible way. And, and I'm like, there was all these kind of specious analysis of this that I think people like people, you know, like there are people defending, making fun of it by talking about like, oh, like if you can't understand why people who struggle to may pay rent are like, you know, uh, having a having a chuckle at like these rich dickheads dying in such a fashion, then you don't understand. They're like and then people are saying, oh, that's bad. It's just this back and forth. And I think what people are missing here is the very like. This story is funny in a, like in a very basic way that I think everyone understands about all comedy. Hubris. This is about hubris. 
first as what? Tragedy, their first the Titanic itself, then as forest. It's a very simple comic formula that I think people are overlooking. And I got to say, the uh, we said that, like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe like, you know, like we're, there, there's a certain we have a certain admiration for these these people who uh, <laughs> were explosively de- uh, imploded at the bottom of the ocean. But I got to say, like, the CEO of this company is really fucking evil because it's, it's, it's about money. And they were trying to attract high profile people to promote their company. And like you could say, oh, yeah, like they, they signed away their lives or whatever. And they were trying to do something extraordinary. But they were taking money from these people, like the Pakistani guy and his son, who was 19 years old. They were taking money based on safety claims that were entirely unfounded and of which many, many people were ringing the alarm bell about. So, I, I mean, like, like that is the, the tragic and evil part of this story. But the funny aspect of it is just like it, it, it's a simple story of hubris. And, and and irony. That's it. Indeed. Almost too perfect, like many news stories these days seem to be. Like, <laughs> what are we even left to say? And so then that's why, because there's nothing left to say, you have to have a meta conversation about how should we react to it? Because there is no comment to be made. There's just jokes. And so it becomes, okay, should you make jokes? Because we can't even conceive of ourselves as like the subjects of history. We are only acted upon. And so the only thing that like really ignites us like as a moral question that's meaningful when we're debating in the public agora is uh, what should I how should I responsibly react to someone else doing something? That's it. Can I just say that like I, I, I was pretty much sick of the submarine story since it started. Like I there's nothing I hate more than like a movie or even a real world event that's like, oh, no, a guy is trapped in nature. Who gives a shit? You, you know, didn't go like to 127 go to hours. Socks, Revenant socks, all yeah, that shit true. sucks. Back. Go to Back. go to a fucking hotel. Revenant is bad. Like <laughs> I don't care. Suck. But um, I my least favorite thing about this has been like the people that are like, "What happened to empathy?" <laughs> yeah, like shut the fuck up. Like like it. Every people people do this with every like tenth news story. Like they're they're everything they post is just like, you know, there should be an AIDS tournament. Here's the here's my top ten countdown of people being killed by police. Here's the funniest blood spatter patterns. And then like every tenth news story, it's like we're living in hell and we're the demons. <laughs> we're out of empathy. It, I it's like it, it's like a new form of trolls remorse. It's just completely insufferable, but it, this was like, I guess for like a lot of people, this was like their uh, one in 10 thing where they were going to bring up that like the internet's a horrible place where people say terrible things. I mean, if you're asking, uh, where is our empathy as a society? Uh, Felix, that makes me think of, you remember, you guys remember the, like, uh, a, like a week or two ago when uh, the news story about how Elizabeth Gilbert self-canceled her new book because it takes place in Russia. Cause there was like reader backlash about like, you don't release a book. It's like, you know, an, uh, an anti-Soviet portrayal of Russia in the 20th century. And uh, she self-canceled it because readers were like, it's, it's bad to publish a book. You shouldn't be telling Russian stories now. And Felix, it brought to mind your comment about how you've never seen an Iraqi demand that no story feature an American ever again. But like, 
the Iraq war killed about a million people. Like, where the fuck is our empathy? Like, everyone's just forgotten about that now. Right. No that, one gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like at this point, like, no one, like, no one has ever wanted to think about this. But like this shit where it's like Russia shouldn't be allowed, like, no Russian athlete should be allowed to compete in any like Olympics or Olympic qualifiers or any type of like international sporting competition and like no Russians should be able to enter Europe. Whenever I see like Americans proudly trumpet that, it's like, shouldn't that rubric be applied to us? Like, what, like, if you're going to apply that to Russia, hasn't America met that like a thousand, that, that criteria a thousand fucking times over? The justification always is like, oh, there aren't enough, like, the, there, there isn't enough will in Russia against the war. Not enough people are protesting. And uh, couldn't, couldn't that just, completely work with america i mean osama bin laden's like uh like like i guess ethical justification for killing all those uh, civilians in the world trade center is that america is a democracy and its people are responsible for the conduct of its government look i don't i don't think that doesn't make him a mass murderer but you know food for thought at least when it comes to the empathy arms race and uh, who who is responsible for what stories get told well, yeah, yeah. I mean, empathy just it it's another word morphed by online and empathy just means like now just like pointing out that other people are cruel. Yeah, that is the case. I mean, I do kind of wonder, though, did she just write a real shitty book that she kind of didn't want to publish or maybe she couldn't finish it? She had it, it sounded really bad because like I could see someone like, oh, oh, you know what? thanks to this because of my sensitivity to the ukrainians i'm not going to publish this book and then it's just like now we don't have it's the same reason people complain about how wokeness ended their careers everyone's looking for an alibi in the culture war for why their lives are not exactly what they want them to be or they can't do what they want to do i can't finish this book i would have but for the fucking russians whatever the fuck or you know what maybe she actually this does think it's a good book and she really did that i wouldn't have thought that before but the fucking guy got in the submarine that's what i can't get my head over it's like it's one thing when you're the my evil mine executive signing off on weakened safety regulations that might very well lead to catastrophic loss of life. You're not doing that and then going out on Monday with a fucking pick and a fucking headlamp and getting down in the mine anymore. You are not safe from that. The consequences of that. He did it. He got in there. He believed in his carbon fiber uh, death pit, uh, pit. <laughs> pill, whatever the fuck. Death pill. Like yeah, a, it looked like a suppository, pill. honestly. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I got um, the next thing I want to talk about, because uh, I mean, we, we talked about it last week, but um, there's, there's been some more developments in the uh, RFK Jr. presidential campaign. There's a big profile <sighs> of him in the Atlantic. But first, I got to ask you guys, did you see the footage of him working out? Man's nipples are disturbing. Get, get the shirt on. Didn't like yeah, the nipples he, at all. Because he was like shirtless, doing some bench presses, but wearing jeans too. You know what? That's His a classic nipples were move. Pretty much identical to Joe Rogan's. Is there like a certain type of guy who has the same nipple? Because they are kind of in the same ballpark of guy. Steroid is users. There, is there like is that type of guy all have the same unnerving uh, turkey baster nipples? Well, like yeah, uh, growth hormone could affect ah, something like I that. See that. I just got before we get started in RFK talk. I gotta say, I did not know this before this weekend okay no one told me he got hep c from fucking doing the worst heroin ever i did not know that this and, weekend and, either like i thought his voice sounded like that because he like it was one of those things like you know 
they made him too warm as a baby when he was born. And so we couldn't make fun of it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, like, oh, like, don't make fun of him. Someone like like uh, his mom uh, drank some type of cider that fucked his voice up. It's this thing that happened in the 50s all the time. No, he got hep C from like sharing needles. And I have to say, I did not think his medicine thing could get more annoying. Holy shit. Has it though? <laughs> like this is the, this is the guy that wants me, wants to debate about like mercury. You buddy, you don't know anything about needles. I mean, it's kind of funny. Cause when you think about it, like a lot of the people who love RFK in this election and are pulling for him, hate uh, the, the, the blaggard Hunter Biden. But in important respects, they're basically the same guy. And in many respects, like they're the scion of a political dynasty who spit the bit and uh, did drugs to deal with their inability to to fit into what they were supposed to be de- for, for that destiny had bestowed to them. Uh, and then uh, one of them at least had the decency to just like make bad art and uh, be a, a human trafficker. But, uh, but Robert F. Kennedy had to in this late like male menopause moment uh, persists on like trying to redeem his family's legacy now when it's far too late, when you've been a dicking around doing Hollywood bullshit your entire life. Here's the difference. Uh, Hunter is an uppers guy and RFK was a, a into that dope. is true. I just, yeah, I don't, it, the, the world is really, people have it totally backwards. Hunter never like shoved himself in our faces, you know? It's true. Was, they wanted he, you to see. He never said shit. Here, but here's my. Unless you were an escort. Ayo. Right. It's, every, yeah, it's he, everybody he, on he, OAN trying to make me see his dick every day of my life. He just right. All he wanted to do was to get paid in Chinese diamonds and like make you know hairbrained art projects and shit. And uh, you know, against his will, he's become a uh, national news story just because. He has an incredible amount of expertise on Ukrainian natural gas. (laughs) Whereas RFK, I feel like RFK has been annoying people for like decades. Yeah. Yeah. All I want to say about the the RFK workout routine and like, look, I mean, he looks great for his age. Like the the proof is in his physique. Except for the nipples. Except for the nipples. But I, I will say I will push back gently but firmly on uh, the, the, the commentary I've seen in the vein of this is the swollest man to ever run for president. I'm sorry. How quickly we forget about one John Delaney. Delaney. That's De- real. Yeah. Mess. De- Delaney could, would, would crush him. Delaney is Mr. Universe. I, 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 I met John Delaney. I shook the man's hand. I stood next to him. That dude is, he is twice up. as yoked as RFK is. Absolutely. Yeah, he's Delaney's pretty bricked up. He's more solid looking than RFK. Definitely. He, he's, he's not a newcomer to the weights. That much is true. I have to say, I was, um, this is, this to me is funnier than the current thing. Thing. I, all the Republican guys who are posting like shirtless pictures of RFK and going, oh, this is the guy that has no chance against Joe Biden. Like they just, They've bypassed anything and gone straight to the psychosexual where like we there's, no, the, uh, there's no argument in there. It's just like, look at him without a shirt on. Do you really think he would lose to Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, you're forgetting, though, about the uh, constitutionally mandated uh, presidential uh, uh, election arm wrestling contest that all both major candidates have to do. 
uh, the over the top sponsored doctrine. by the League of Women yeah. Voters. <laughs> uh, well, look, John Delaney may be twice as yoked as RFK, but RFK, you know, if polls are to be believed, is currently sitting at about 20 percent in the Democratic primary, which is impressive. And because of that, of course, um, uh, CIA official Mockingbird media outlet, The Atlantic, has to come through with a profile on RFK called the first MAGA Democrat. And I got to say, if you're RFK's people, why did you why did you allow him to be profiled in The Atlantic? Well, I mean, you, 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 you must know what he's like. I mean, like you must know what it's like to talk to him. And I got to yeah, say, you I think he's cool. <laughs> OK. Yeah. You love the sound of his voice. Everyone does. All right. I, I just want to dive into a little bit. This 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 the, the profile in the Atlantic of uh, RFK. It's, it's here begins. Robert F. Kennedy's speech is warbling, crackling, scratchy, sort of like Marge Simpson's. His voice, he told me, is fucked up. The official medical diagnosis is spasmatic dysphonia, a neurological disorder that causes involuntary spasms in the larynx. He didn't always sound this way. His speaking style changed when he was in his 40s. Kennedy has said he suspects an influenza vaccine might have been the catalyst. This idea is not supported by science. Yeah, I I suspect the catalyst might have been something else uh, injected into your body. I, I think that that could be perhaps a culprit. Um, he was telling me about his life with one arm outstretched on the velvet sofa of his suite at the Bowery Hotel in Lower Manhattan. It was the end of May and a breeze blew in through the open doors leading to a private terrace. Two of his aides sat nearby typing and eavesdropping. A security guard stood in the hallway. Kennedy was flash- finishing a plate of room service risotto and his navy tie was carefully tucked into his white button down shirt. He's taller, tanner and buffer than the average 69 year old. He is, after all, a Kennedy. His blue eyes oscillate between piercing and adrift, depending on the topic of conversation. He told me that he's surrounded by integrative medical people, naturopaths, osteopaths, healers of all sorts. A lot you of know, them the think realist they- doctors. <laughs> a motherfucker's a got a think- shaman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. He says, a lot of them think they can cure me, he said. Last year, Kennedy traveled to Japan for surgery to try to, tricks- to fix his voice. I've gotten these doctors that have given me a formula, he said. They're not even doctors, actually, these guys. I asked him what he was talking, what he was taking. The stuff they gave me, I don't know what it is. It's supposed to re- reorient your electric energy. He sure. believes it's working. He just, he can't not talk about this shit. I understand, like, it's oh all people God. ask him about, but, like, could, I don't know, maybe just, like, redirect the conversation to your healthcare policy or something. Well, I suppose this is his healthcare policy. It's reorienting everyone's electrical fields. Well, that's it. I mean, this is the era of, like, totally personalized candidates who reflect people's uh, neuroses. And he is the rich but idle person in America feeling an ambient sense of agitation and guilt and, of course, impending mortality trying to make sense of that. And they turn it into this thing about how they got to fix what's wrong with them. And, this you know, is, that's a very common pathology. But now we have po- entire political candidates who can do just just to embody particular brands of, of mostly boomer pathology because those are the people who vote the most. This is what people have always wanted, a presidential candidate who just is a chiropractor. He <laughs> goes, uh, when he was 19... Kennedy jumped off a dock into a shallow water, which he says left him nearly paralyzed. For decades, he could Charles hardly Trotheimer turn. Special. Yeah, yeah. For decades, he could hardly turn his head. Seven years ago, at a convention of chiropractors, a healer performed. Oh my God. <laughs> a healer go. performed. 
a 30-minute manipulation of energy, making chanting noises while holding his hands six inches over Kennedy's body. The next morning, his neck felt better. I don't know if they had anything to do with each other, but, you know, it was weird, he said. There, he, though he's been a, premier, a, a member of the premier American political dynasty his whole life and a noted environmentalist for decades, most people are now discovering the breadth and depth of Kennedy's belief system. He has promoted a theory that Wi-Fi radiation causes cancer and, quote, leaky brain, saying it opens up your blood-brain barrier. He has suggested that antidepressants might have contributed to the rise in mass shootings. He told me that he believed that Ukraine is engaged in a proxy war and that Russia's invasion, although illegal, would not have taken place if the United States didn't want it to. Okay, mm-hmm. so like you know, one seemingly reasonable belief. That's the thing. Right. They all, they're all going to yeah. blow. Broken clocks are inherently right. If they're just taking every contrarian position, some of those are going to be correct. Just says here, uh, Kennedy reached a new level of notoriety in 2021 after the publication of his conspiratorial treaties, The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. It sold more than one million copies, according to his publisher, despite censorship, boycotts from bookstores and libraries, and hit pieces against the author. The book cemented his status as one of America's foremost anti-vaxxers. It also helped lay the foundation for his Democratic presidential primary campaign against Joe Biden. And what's so frustrating is, all the stuff that he's saying about about uh, the medical establishment and its uh, uh, hostile relationship to the American and global population is true. Yes, of course, that is accurate. And the relationship of regular people to the medical establishment is one of alienation, exploitation and immiseration, of course. But because this is just a guy, just one dude who's who's kind of well known because of his family. Uh, we're not getting in his campaign an embodiment of that grassroots alienation from our institutions of health. We're getting one rich cranks neurotic freakout. Yeah, and that means yeah, it cannot it, be connected to any actual plan to do anything about any of the actual causes of any of this actual bad stuff. We're only going to get things that can make him feel better. Little emollients to patch on him, like everything else, a fucking facial scrubs and and uh, and goose uh, duck goose stick animals, whatever the fuck, whatever it takes for Robert F. Kennedy to feel good about himself. And that's not going to be what it's going to take to make Americans less sick, less sickened by the institutions they live under and the technology that they're suffused with. I mean, yeah, like it's just that it's ambient. Like, for instance, like the, the idea that Wi-Fi causes cancer or leaky brain. Maybe it could. It could, but like, I mean, this how much, is just how much, like, shit, how much shit do you find out 50 years later? Oh, yeah, yeah. we should not have been uh, pumping DDT directly into children's nurseries. That was a bad idea. We should not have been uh, giving children little uh, cartons of lead paint with their uh, free lunch at breakfast. That was a bad idea. And then then it's too late. So who the hell knows what we're doing to ourselves? Well, yeah, what I mean is that, like, you can take each one of these individual things. And I guess, like, they, they sound like crankery, but like, and maybe in some cases they are. But I mean... I, I think it's all just a way of displacing the fact that we like everything about the world we live in and we've created in our, our the environment that we've created for ourselves is cancer causing or, or yes, sickens us in many, in many life. ways. We live in a dying, dead world of carcinogens like it's, it, it ain't just cigarettes, people. It's not just cigarettes giving you cancer like it, it's it's in everything we consume going on here it says multiple area eras multiple eras of kennedy's life have been marked by violence and despair 
He was just 14 years old when his father was assassinated. His second wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, struggled with mental illness and died by suicide while the couple was estranged and in the process of divorcing. He told me he believes that almost every American has been exposed, mostly within their own families, to mental illness, depression, drug addiction, and alcoholism. In 1983, Kennedy himself was arrested for heroin possession and entered rehab. He recently told the Washington Post that he still regularly attends 12-step meetings. Kennedy maintains a mental list of everyone he's known who has died. He told me that each morning he spends an hour having a quiet conversation with those people, usually while out hiking alone. He asks the deceased to help, be, help him be a good person, a good father, a good writer, a good attorney. He prays okay. for his... He doesn't prays for his everyone doesn't everyone keep a mental list of people they know who have died? <laughs> Isn't that just like part of being a person? Not me. You you die in later days. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all erased from my mental Rolodex. <laughs> I know a few people who died. I'm unfollowing your ass on Twitter. <laughs> but this year, uh, he prays for his six children. He's been doing this for 40 years. The list now holds more than 200 names. You know, like I, I mean I I I I, I I guess this endears me to him in a certain way, like you know, especially being a you know, I, I don't know, like his history with drug addiction or like you know his his more contemplative moments. But I would just like to share, I mean, like just this this in light of a recent health policy roundtable uh, that he hosted that uh, featured this woman Sherry Tenpenny. Are you guys familiar with Sherry Tenpenny? Sherry Tenpenny. Yeah, she um. Uh, this is another nepotism baby. Her dad was the villain from GTA San Andreas. <laughs> I just want to uh, give some highlights from uh, Sherry Tenpenny here. Sherry, Ten- Sherry Tenpenny uh, is, an, is a leading anti-vaccine expert that claims that COVID vaccines are creating, cr- COVID vaccines are creating, quote, quantum entanglement between those who take them and the Google credit scores and the D matrix and all of those things. There's a D matrix now. What the fuck? But COVID vaccines are causing quantum entanglement among people who have taken them. Listen, listen, lady. Okay. I know that your great grandfather invented the dime, but that doesn't mean you're an expert on this. shit. Uh, Here's some other uh, Cheryl Tenpenny highlights. Uh, she declares it is anticipated that by the end of 2022, every fully vaccinated person over the age of 30 may have the equivalent of full blown vaccine induced immunosuppressed AIDS. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I hate to admit that did happen. <laughs> that happened to someone I know. Yeah, I, that happened to every, everyone. Everyone. Um, you know, like 70 percent of Americans have AIDS now. Well, you know, what's so funny is that. If this mirrors an exact neurotic political expression mirroring it that says that this is occurring, that we have this airborne immunosuppressive time bomb in the uh, human population, only it was caused by the vax- the virus itself, not the vaccine. Omicron. So, but those are people on the other political side, but they are expressing the same anxiety about COVID and building the same case about it from opposite sides of it because of their cultural demographic tranche. But it's expressing through the same lens, the same anxiety, which is a recognition of a real crisis. Shit, we had this fucking disease just go crazy and we never really did anything to stop it. Now it's just around. That's weird. And then we had this vaccine that just came out on unprecedented speeds and everybody got it. This is all very weird. And things are getting worse. There are be real results of this stuff that still linger. And so we can like really see around us this this darkness and this is a way to give it a name 
I gotta say though, uh, airborne airborne AIDS. I'm not that concerned about it because like HIV, not that big a deal anymore. Look at look not at Magic Johnson. Anyway. He's loving it. He's loving life. Um, some more some more ten penny highlights. Gonna be the Magic Johnson of COVID. Yeah, uh, she says. Uh, COVID vaccines are designed to turn humanity into transhumanist cyborgs and electric avatars that are connected to the hive mind. I mean, once that again, I hope that's cool. true. I hope that's true. We need, we, folks, we need a hive mind now more than ever. I don't understand. I mean, we always kind of needed a hive mind. She's but describing now, the singularity that all the tech people are trying to build. This is it, right? Like, that's the horizon we have left. It's not Jetsons and flying cars. It's, it's, it's merging with the machine. Get with the program, honey. These are like the John the Savage rebels in the Brave New World. Uh, and my, and my and favorite that is why people pit. like there is a certain like uh, uh, a romance to this sort of self-delusion because it at least like speaks to a deeper reality that consensus reality by definition has to suppress. And my favorite ten penny claim is that uh, we will see a tsunami of deaths in 2023 and that by the end of this year, everyone will have a minimum of probably five, probably 10 or more close friends and family members that have died. I mean, it's, it's June. So all the people uh, who died, to keep an eye on died. That. <laughs> Those are people who died. died. I'm, I haven't had that yet. Nobody has uh, clot shotted around me that I know. Johnny of. jumped in front of a subway train. Julie took a vaccine in a jugular vein. <laughs> Daddy was 11 when she pulled the plug on 26 reds and a bottle of wine. Uh, so, yeah, just like uh, be on the lookout for for uh, the impending deaths of uh, all your close friends and family. members. Honestly, this is the good news. This is good news. You don't have to worry about anything. anymore. You literally never have to hear another word about Russia. You never have to care about climate change either. You can just relax. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Don't see Flash, though. That's not going to help. <laughs> I guess just to, um, to close out today, Chris, can, can we just hear the... Uh, I, I just want to hear the sound clip of Trump coming. <laughs> can we bring that up again? He's coming again, folks. Uh, did you send that to me? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, it's, it, oh it's in the, I'll bring it up right now. I'll send it to you. I think I did just uh, bookmark that because I, th I knew that I would need it eventually. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. Did you get that? <laughs> more. Yeah, more, hit, hit more it one more time. More. More. Again. Again. <laughs> again. Again. Hit it again. Uh, All right. I <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly have been the context there? <laughs> well, the context is if you look at the news cryon, it says, Trump, I will stop World War III. <laughs> I, will let, I will let Putin hit the back wall so he doesn't nuke America. You will withdraw from Ukraine because of my head game. <laughs> in, in general, I like don't get people who are like into RFK when you could just vote for Trump. But yeah. th this is this is like, you know, case in point, think of how annoying it would sound if RFK tried doing this. No, oh my Lord. <laughs> Holy shit. It would break oh, glass. Animals would go feral. <laughs> we need to. Somebody needs to interview Cheryl Hines on, on, on this particular topic. Put me off my feed. 
I'm gonna come. I would like. I would I'm like to come to get a tight ten from Larry David on RFK Jr. New season of Curb should be. Lit. I mean, like we, we've talked about it before, but that is actually the reason to vote for RFK. Oh yeah, so fun. That a, so that a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm will take place in Washington D.C. All right, I think that uh, that just does about wrap it up for today's show. But mm-hmm. I've got some I got some plugs to do at the end of the show. So uh, to our Canadian fans, if you live in Montreal, you snooze, you lose. Sold out. Damn. Montreal show sold out immediately. Enfants. Immediately, but if you are in Toronto, particularly the six, you can still see us in Toronto. There's tickets still available. Wait a minute, is yeah. it in the six? Are uh, we no. yeah, be in the six, guys? <laughs> the whole thing Toronto is the is six? six, or I thought yeah. that was a neighborhood. I, Matt, Matt, I would not consent to doing a show in Toronto's most notoriously dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> I want to be safe when I travel abroad. Okay, so I'm not going anywhere near the six. Uh, I want to no, take a pilgrimage uh, to the ancestral Ford uh, lands in uh, Etobicoke, whatever the fuck, Etobicoke, however uh, you pronounce that. No, but if you're if you're in Ontario, tickets are still available for Thursday, August seventeenth, at the Danforth Music Hall, which may or may not be in the scariest neighborhood in North America, the Six. Um, so yeah, Canada, uh, there's still opportunity to see us in Ontario, in Toronto. Please come out and check it out. I would also like to shout out a uh, some upcoming an upcoming tour uh, put on by our friends at Little Secret, featuring friends of the show Chris Smalls and Stephen Donzinger. Uh, they will be in. Uh, you can go to littlesecretla.org. Hot Labor Summer Tour uh, links will be available. Uh, dates featuring Chris Smalls and Stephen Donzinger. Denver, July 12th, New York, July 19th, Atlanta, July 22nd, Los Angeles, July 29th, Chicago, August 17th, and Detroit, August 18th. And if you go to the New York show, uh, also featured will be some uh, other friends of the show, uh, Young Chomsky, Neoliberal Hell, and uh, We We Take Manhattan are all playing the New York City date of the Chris Smalls, Stephen Donzinger, Summer Hot Labor Summer Tour. So uh, some, some, some summer uh, tour options out there for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, that does it for us today. Uh, Toronto, please, please sell out our show. Gentlemen, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Flying Vietnam, bullet in the head by the old Dito Dre.